Now this could scare you. They, they are not what they claim to be. Actually, nine flying saucers, flying discs. <laughs> Hello, friends. Has curiosity gotten the better of you, leaving you wondering what could possibly be out there among the stars, or what's lurking in our backyards? Has the enigma of the supernatural intrigued you, consumed your every living thought, or the attraction of the uncanny leaving you questioning all that you have been taught? Well, we can't give you any answers, but what we can give you are tall tales. Welcome back, everyone. Um, today we're joined by James Whalen, who is the host of the Gansfeld Files podcast. Hey, James. Hey, how's it going? Good. Yeah, good. good. Um, so we just sort of wanted to talk to you because i believe i saw you on i sort of discovered you on instagram and i thought your um podcast is absolutely fascinating i'm just wondering if you could explain to us what is the concept of remote viewing and the gansfeld effect sure sure so they're essentially two different things um what remote viewing is is uh Basically, it's using your psychic ability. Um, but there was like actual program in the 1970s um, with the, the U.S. government who developed a, a version of remote viewing. So they have, like, yeah, they have like a, a standard way of doing it, which is like a like a six stage process to kind of like pull psychic ability out of you really and that That's way they... <laughs> yeah it's, oh, it's yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was developed so that anyone can use it um anybody like in the military could could use it any old person so you don't have to be like necessarily a natural psychic to uh use the remote viewing method Oh, okay. I, I thought it would have been like something you would have had to rigorously train for being like a government operation. I had no idea. That anyone could just do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, that's crazy. Well, because it always seems like even in, I know media is not obviously the best interpretation of it, but even then it's always particular people can do it. Not everyone. Yeah. Special skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some are like better at it. Um, but there, there are people who, um, who have never done it before and have like success doing it. There is a little bit of practice that comes with that, but you know, eventually you can, you can do it. Is there many um, meditation practices involved with trying to do it? Uh, You can, Um, it's, it's not required, but if you want to go the extra mile and, and, and meditate before you do a remote viewing session, it will, uh, it will help the session. Okay. Now, would you say you're, I guess, as you were saying, some people can find it easier. Would you say you're naturally 
gifted, I guess you could say, with that sort of aspect? Or did it take you a while to adjust and practice? Uh, it, took, <clears throat> it took me a while to adjust. Um, it, it took me some time to, to settle into it because when you're doing a remote viewing session, um, your conscious mind is constantly trying to guess what the thing is. Um, so you're, you're blind to the target, usually in the best case scenario, you're blind to the target. So you don't know what you're trying to psychically view, which is um, the way you want to do it, basically. So um, it's, it's hard to stop your conscious mind from jumping in, trying to guess what it is, because usually the conscious mind is wrong. Yeah, so, of course. So, yeah, if you're getting like um, red and uh, large, you're getting a lot of this, these details coming in and you're like, oh, it, it's red and it's big. Oh, it's a barn. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then you just you walk away from it. But actually, when you you look at the target and you get your feedback, it's actually a fire truck. Yeah. Your mind's just trying to rationalize thing. I get uh, things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes me in the wrong. It's really way. trippy. <laughs> <laughs> how did you um like come onto this stuff? Like, how did you figure it out? Well, um, if you're familiar with like Art Bell, uh, coast to coast. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was doing a, a program. Uh, I, I was listening to the radio and just stumbled upon it. Uh, this is a couple of years ago, and I was just fascinated, just drawn in immediately. So I started looking into it. Um, yeah, there's there's some books out there. There are some. There's a lot of material. If you look up uh, stuff on YouTube, there's a there's a good resource. Yeah, no, I I agree. Art Bell's show is definitely fascinating. I I tried to find an episode um, to do with remote viewing to sort of prepare for this, um, but I couldn't really find anything in the moment. But um, yeah, look. Honestly, there's not a lot of mainstream Hollywood representation of um, remote viewing. Would you say so? Uh, there's only like two movies that I've seen. One yeah. is like The Men Who Stare at Goats. And the other one I think is like uh, something zero. I can't remember the. I, I, I was trying to rack my brain, trying to think of him. Um, I thought, you know, have you ever seen Minority Report? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have remote viewers in that? Yeah, that's a form of remote viewing. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's great. Um, what they could sort of see into the future of possible crimes and stop them before they happen. Yeah. It's yeah, such a crazy had... concept. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a sensory deprivation thing yeah right yeah and i believe june has them to some degree or maybe i'm getting the two confused i don't know that's a great dune. movie too there's yeah, that another movie oh, oh dune yeah, oh, yeah dune dune i still haven't watched dune i've read the book oh it's so good it's long but it's, <laughs> have you seen it james uh yeah i saw the old and, and the new one what did you think of the, oh, the old, old one's one? awful? <laughs> <laughs> the, old one, the old one, not so great. The new one, new one is, is good. The new one's good. Yeah, I remember having to watch it at a friend's house, and I just had no idea what was happening. I was like eleven at the time. Yeah, it's, it's real weird. Uh, it's so wacky. Yeah, it's space opera on psychedelics for sure. <laughs> 
But yeah, yeah, I noticed it was really hardly explored in mainstream media, um, mainstream Hollywood media. It's such a shame because it's it's a great concept um, mm. to explore. But anyways, um, so for people that don't know, you explained to me, James, that you do a sort of remote viewing that is the Gansfeld effect. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, would you be able to just sort of go into what that encompasses? So, yeah, uh, the Gansfeld effect is a form of sensory deprivation to uh, the, the goal being to pull out psychic data from a person. So it gets you in a, in a mindset where you can uh, perceive things psychically. Um, so to explain it, um, you have like a ping pong ball, you cut it in half and you put each one of those on your eyes. You can use medical tape to, to cover up the empty spots. And then you'll have a red light over the ping pong balls. So that fills in your vision completely. And then you'll be wearing headphones and listening to white noise. You can use a white noise app or what I like to do is get an AM FM radio and just tune it to um, like a static station. So you can listen to white noise. You got the red light going and um, you'll be able to pick up on certain things. Um, Some people say it's hallucination. Um, From what I've experienced, it's not just hallucination. It's it's a bit more. Um, But when you, the interesting thing is when you take the remote viewing technique and then you kind of, mix together with the Gansfeld, um, you get really good results. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's absolutely amazing what you've done on your podcast. I've, I've been listening to some of the trips that you've sort of documented. Um, mm-hmm. I just had a question though. How do you sort of optimize a trip? Are there certain procedures or maybe like a little ritual, personal ritual that you do beforehand to get the best experience? Um, Ritual, not previously, but I do uh, now. Um, So I use a little bit of incense before before I start. Um, But that was (laughs) kind of because we had this, this weird incident with some some entities that were kind of negative. Um, but we, yeah. what we also do, the first time I ever tried the Gansville experiment, I was, I was taking psychedelics. Um, and I've noticed that, like, I've done it sober, the Gansfeld, and I've done it on psychedelics. If you do it on psychedelics, which I'm, I'm not recommending people take psychedelics, but if you're a person who does, go ahead and try the Gansfeld. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna do it, man, so just have some yeah. fun with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> but um if if you do do it, like have somebody with you, of course, and do it like do it like a 10-minute increment, you know, take the usual dosage that you are uh comfortable with and do it for like 10 minutes. Um any more than that, like you can be brave and do it, but it does start tend to get a little bit weird. Um but I've noticed feels like that... you would slowly start to lose your mind after <laughs> doing that for an extended period of time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 possible. Mm. <laughs> I haven't got 
I I've not gone like more than 20 minutes because of that reason. Really? I don't know if you guys have heard about like story. I don't know if uh, this might be a bit unrelated, but like when people take psychedelics, there's a whole, I, I think it's a rumor, but I don't know if it's actually real. Is the whole getting stuck in trips? Apparently, yeah, apparently there's a girl in Byron Bay. I don't know if you've heard of that place. Mm. Um, it's just like a little coastal town on northern Sydney, uh, northern New South Wales in Australia. Okay. And um, there's apparently a girl who, it's, I think it's like a, like a horror story almost, like a, a story people tell their kids that um, she took so many psychedelics that she now thinks she's a sunflower. Oh, <laughs> that's just average people in Byron Bay. Don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> and you just hear it and you're like, yeah, I don't think that's true. Who knows? Well, probably not. I mean, I know yeah. that you can you can take so much. I mean, if you have a huge dosage, yeah, you can you can hurt yourself. But if you keep it within the you know regular dosage, yeah, just take just, it easy. You know, there's plenty yeah. for everyone. Don't just yeah. chew on all the gummies at once. No. <laughs> um, but no longer than 20 minutes, you say. Yeah, okay. Yeah, usually that's that's what I've done. Like we did like 10 minute increments, 15 and 20. Um, yeah. I usually don't do any more than that. Does it feel longer when it's happening? You have no sense of time when you're doing oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes like I'll be in there for 10 minutes. And I felt like it's like an hour. Mm. So just just like psychedelics can warp your sense of time, like being in Gansfeld, you can't really tell like the passage of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what sort of, if you don't mind me asking, um, substances would one take to <laughs> um, open your mind? You can take uh, LSD or mushrooms. Um, okay. uh, lately, I prefer uh, mushrooms because it just feels like a more uh, natural process. Um, yeah. But either will work. It seems like, yeah, the more natural, the more connected you could sort of feel in a way. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that's that's why I also prefer an AMFM radio to to get white noise because a white noise app can sometimes be looped. So oh, nice. it'll, yeah. It'll, so it's like after like a couple of minutes, you can hear like a click and then it goes back into it and that can throw you off. Ah, uh, yeah. I could, yeah. Really, I could do some bad, but probably <laughs> too. Yeah. Cause it is a type of meditation. So if you, you know, that throws you off and sometimes like the, the white noise app can be a little grating after a while. Um, yeah. And I, I, and it's it's weird to say, but I feel like I get better quote reception on the AMFM radio as far as like you know psychic things and you know seeing higher dimensions and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it would also suck to like trying to get some white noise on Spotify and it actually accidentally switches over to Slipknot or something. <laughs> you right out of the zone. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, those Spotify premium ads can really fuck with your head, even oh, with yeah. just headphones on. Always oh, at the worst. <laughs> but yeah, no, it makes it makes. Have you ever done it listening to Art Bell? No. Yeah, I guess you need the um, white noise, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What yeah, I have a white noise. What's that? 
What's white noise? Is it fans as it's well? It's like TV or is that static. Brown? Yeah. Isn't it? It'd be like TV static. That's what I've always yeah. attributed it to. Yeah. There's different like types too. There's background noises. Yeah. <laughs> I love it personally. I can't fall asleep love white without noise. a fan. Or even if you play like yeah. some static, I love it. It's so just comfy. some uh, just some noise. <laughs> Yeah, you get like a you shiver. Know, like, it's crazy. It's it's weird. Like complete quiet is scary. I don't it know if is. you've heard like complete silence, but it's oh, it's terrifying. Mm. Oh yeah. Have you, have you heard of that room? I don't know where it is, but there's a room you can go into, and it's completely built out of these sort of panels, um, and they just absorb all noise. It's th- I think mm. the quietest room in the world, and people go in there, and they can't bear to stay in there for like longer than fifteen minutes. I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be, well, that'd be like the perfect place to do sensory deprivation because, like, you can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Actually, you just start um, making up noises in your head. You would, wouldn't you? I assume. Would there be any um benefit to doing the Gansfeld in a sensory deprivation tank? Um. Yeah. Yeah, there would. Um, because yeah, have- usually I do it laying down. Um, and it's, it's many like sensory things you can kind of, uh, cut off is, is the better. So if you're suspended in water, um, if you're like doing like a float tank or something like that, and you do the Gansfeld with that, um, the float tank itself is kind of trippy in its own way. Yeah. I've so, seen the Simpsons. Yeah. Um, do you have any aspirations <laughs> to do it in the float tank? Uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. have to. I'd have to get one first, but um, I would I would definitely try it. Yeah, why, like why not? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if you just um, relaxing, it'd be. Oh, yeah. I would easily fall asleep, I reckon. I'd miss yeah, the whole 100%. thing. Pay $100 to sit in there for an hour and just sleep through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the radio, though. How do you interpret, like, the way I sort of think about it is the signals of the AM FM radio can sort of represent levels. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Do you see any, um, uh, have you ever tried changing the signal maybe to access different sort of, I don't really know how to explain it, but levels does that sort of make sense? That, yeah. I mean, it's possible that if you change the, uh, the frequency of the radio, you might get a different, level in a higher dimension it's it's totally possible i just haven't like explored that yet okay okay cool um now i was listening to the episode you recommended me episode four Mm -hmm. um which was a really interesting episode (laughs) that's that's Um, the big one yeah i was at i will admit i was at work listening to it while packing some some chocolate chip cookies in the bakery and um (laughs) Yeah, I sort of had to eat some chocolate chip cookies to take my mind off it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so if anyone doesn't know, James does the podcast occasionally with his co-host, uh, John. Is mm-hmm. that, that's correct, yep. right? Yeah. Done, um, yeah. During episode four of your podcast, um, John had a really, really intense experience. Um, mm-hmm. He described it as a different chapter afterwards. He felt like there was a different chapter, um, which I mean just speaks miles. What do you mean by different this. chapter? Like well, a... 
I'll describe what he said. He said it felt like things are watching and listening. He walked into their territory and they don't want me to tell anyone about it. And they tried to mask themselves to find a way in. A way in as in to him or his reality. But um, he sort of described these squid-like beings, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was oh. he was all over the all over the map that night. Yeah, um, I'm really not doing it justice explaining it. Um, <laughs> it was just so surreal to listen to these beings trying to intimidate him. You know, like a Cthulhu thing going on. Yeah, yeah. that was there was yeah fractally squid like monsters is is what he described. Oh, that's so, <laughs> scary. It was terrifying. No, I, I swear that. to God, I felt a shiver go down my spine. <laughs> That's awful. It was yeah. fucking insane. But um, I'm hoping you can sort of help us interpret what that could be. Um, I don't. I, you know what? That was a dumb question to ask. Who the yeah. fuck knows what that is? But maybe you can just sort of help us reach some sort of closure as to understanding. These things are going to come through yeah. into our reality. The yeah. The only thing that I can really um describe it as it's it's probably like some astral beings if i had to guess um and i only know that because i read uh robert bruce's book who's also australian um he he writes a book called uh, astral dynamics and he describes the uh different astral rebel- levels and there's different astral realms so when he does astral projection he he encounters like lower level entities um so that's the only kind of thing that i could maybe describe it as lower level entities the only thing i can think of that reminds me of this and i, I i'm gonna not do it justice because it's a really weird story is um and his name is just blanked on me far out let me come back to that what was his name <laughs> um Crowley, Alistair Crowley, I think it is. No, not Alistair Crowley. That's a something Crowley. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Alistair Crowley. The... Is it Alistair Crowley? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He. I remember him talking about this story where, like, he was um trying to contact. Like, he was doing one of his weird, I don't know, experiments with whatever he was doing with the occult, and he contacted this being that he explained as like a higher um thing, and it had this giant forehead. Oh yeah, Iowa. And, yeah. What was it? Sorry. I think it was Iowas or Lamb. I think. Yeah, Lamb. That's it. Yeah, Lamb. Yeah. Um, I'll see if I can find anything because it's wild. A squid-like monsters common. Against <laughs> Please <her>? say no. <laughs> In the Gansville, I have I haven't encountered any squid-like monsters. Yeah, because um, you say he encounters the more intense things like a planet exploding or something yeah that was actually so episode four there's two parts to it there's the first yeah. part where he's just he's just kind of like viewing whatever so we that's what i call an open session and then there's like a more a uh, guided session where we have a theme so the second part of that episode he's i gave him a remote viewing target and uh he's remote viewing the planet venus one billion years ago how do you comprehend that? <laughs> Wouldn't you have like a midlife crisis after hearing all this? <laughs> this he was, like... he, yeah, he had a period where he he was not 
he was not feeling very good after this. It was it was pretty heavy on his mind. Um, I can imagine. Was that mm-hmm. why there was the like the cutoff of the, the episode ends there? <laughs> um but that's that's just where the session ended. Okay. Um, okay. So so he like to explain um when we went to part two, um, I gave him like an envelope with the target inside. So he doesn't know what it is. So he starts to remote view that. Um, and I thought, you know, giving him that target, it was 1 billion years ago on the planet of Venus. I thought that he was going to see like um, lush landscape and trees and water flowing because they said at one point there was actual, you know, it was possible that there was some sort of uh, vegetation on uh, Venus. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's a theory that they've uh, thrown out there. So I was like, okay, let's go back and see what's there. So he starts describing like um, there's people and there's like this um, mall and and things like that. And then he's right. Vaporwave mall. Right. <laughs> yeah he, he starts that was hilarious yeah that. um and then he then he says that something something happened uh to these people there were sharp vibrations and then uh, he's seeing tremors and something like that and then all of a sudden he's seeing like a completely different society you know where it was like this like happy fun vibe then he sees a society that is like very aggressive and tech forward and um there's military bases everywhere and and it's very militaristic and then there's like this bright flash and then everything's gone so i was like yeah nah that's scary (laughs) i was like oh okay (laughs) oh that's terrifying (laughs) i mean some could say he's viewing earth's future uh yeah well he Yeah. yeah it's possible but he also said it was like a future that was not ours. That's right. He described it um, as the Halo bases. Yeah. Yeah. Warhammer yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, it looks yeah. futuristic, but <laughs> nothing that we can really do. Yeah. Um, so um, sorry, do you mind if I just um ask a question? Mm-hmm. You were saying um you used a target being the envelope, right? Um yeah. now how does that exactly correlate with um, Venus a billion years ago? Is that what's written inside the envelope? Yes. So it's just a it's just like a eight by ten piece of paper that I I just wrote on, um, and the 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 prompt was described the planet Venus Venus a billion years ago. And he was completely unaware of that prompt. Yes. That's incredible, and he was able yeah. to. Um, visualize all of that not knowing that prompt yeah that's correct yeah and that's like a that's like a textbook remote viewing exercise right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, pretty much yeah see that was like one of the things i was skeptical with like when people say that like with stuff like remote viewing and lucid dreaming and stuff like that i don't know if they're really related i doubt it but um when like people say like remote viewing on um psychedelics where you're like oh well obviously you're tripping it because you're just thinking of whatever you want to see but then you say stuff like that and you're like well he didn't know what he was like gonna think and then you obviously wrote what he was i mean what you were trying to get and he did it that's pretty wacky (laughs) i don't know if i've explained it that well but 
Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly right, because I my opinion is that psychedelics help you uh, focus your perception. They open your perception a little bit, mm. you know, uh, more than it normally would. And then, of course, when you have the Gansfeld, that also opens up your perception. And then we when you do a remote viewing on top of that, now your perception is wide open. Mm. You know? So I kind of I mix all three methods together. Yeah, I just thought it was absolutely amazing how, um, I mean, you can't write this stuff off as a hoax. It's just too, the evidence is there. You've recorded it and you've posted it. I mean, for ordinary people to listen to that and not believe it is just insane. It's completely opened my mind up for sure. Yeah, as to what's it's possible. Like, it's not like you guys are the only people talking about it either. It's so many people. Oh yeah, like it's massive. So, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that that do the Gansfeld. There's people that do uh, remote viewing, but there's just as many people who are like skeptical of it and they just write mm. it off and say it's all, you know, hooey placebo and... or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they say. Well, people say that like, oh, the Gansfeld effect. You're just hallucinating. Like, well, I've never seen anybody hallucinate through an envelope and describe what's in it. Yeah, and not know what's in it before even. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's wacky as. I mean, some people describe it as um, opening up your psychedelics. This is opening up your perspective, <laughs> opening up um, other senses that are otherwise untouched. Or some people also describe it as opening up alternate dimensions or other dimensions, your access to other dimensions. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that's possible or is it something else? I think it's entirely possible. I mean, for that first um, half of episode four, I think that was exactly what's happening is John is accessing different dimensions. Um because as he describes it, there's like these, these different beings and they have a, a just weird shape and there's these corridors. And at one point he was inside like this um, fractally cathedral. Um, so, and there was definitely entities that were interacting with him. So I think it's entirely possible that you can, you can view uh, other dimensions. Yeah. And just chaining on to that, um, what are your thoughts on the possibility of aliens as we know it being an entirely interdimensional concept as opposed to spacemen coming down to earth? I think it's, it's possible. Um, I think that so there's a theory out there that when people have abdu abduction experiences, it's all in their, their mind. So like, oh, really, they, I haven't heard of that before. Yeah, so they they have been like psychically transported to an alien ship, and that that ship is like doing experiments on them. You know, that's yeah. one theory. Um, they could be interdimensional. It's possible. Um, and there's another theory that when these types of entities or aliens come through our dimension, they like create this rift, and that's what causes things like Skinwalker Ranch and sasquatch sightings and mothman and all that but popping in and out of different realities mm -hmm. yeah no i 
Nine just sounds like the Witcher universe. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally what it's happens real... in the Witcher universe. Yeah, when I talk about interdimensional stuff, it just it it hurts. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just it makes so, you feel very little. Yeah, it's so much to comprehend. Um, yeah, it's, I I have no words for it. Um, but anyways, people, we will be back after this short word from our sponsors. Hi, folks, I'm Randall Nuggington here with the Transdimensional Travel Agency. Do you wish you were born in the 80s, 70s? How about the 1580s? If you ever wanted to go back in time and witness the great eruption of Pompeii, or bear witness to the ravenous spread of the Black Plague. All aboard the Hindenburg. <laughs> the Out of Time Experience lets you visit any time period in history, as long as it was a complete and utter disaster to humanity. You'll be able to step foot in the shoes, or in the case of the Titanic, you'll be able to step foot in the water of the worst events that ever occurred on planet Earth. <laughs> Starting now with two discounted packages for all our dark tourists. This one's hot. The Great Fire of London package will be available this month at 30% off. We're continuing to slash prices just like our Execution of Mary Antoinette package. The Out of Time Experience. Wish you weren't here. Hello children, Father Raymond here. Times are coming to an end as we know it, and the divine fog that will consume us all is only a few days away. What better time to unite in bliss with your fellow children of the fog and meet your maker? But Father Raymond, I thought you were our maker, sent here from the great empty to prepare us for the fog, so that we may reach pure mind-numbing euphoria in the floating realm. Yes, children, while that may be true and proven factual in the literature, I have granted you all the opportunity to seek wisdom from your lesser gods with the Meet Your Maker. Inside the Meet Your Maker, you will be given the chance to meet any god you please. Zeus, Shiva, Buddha, Anubis, and even the Divine Fog. Place the Meteor Maker upon your head and be transported to a realm of spiritual bliss and converse with your Almighty. Beware, don't have a bad trip. Some of our disciples have reported seeing a giant tentacle-faced god as well as the infamous Nine-Eyed Skin Lord of the Deep Realm. These disciples have been written off as a sacrifice for the cause. The Meteor Maker promises to help to achieve pure enlightenment upon viewing. Releasing your mind from its physical confines in your current state, however, don't let it distract you from your purpose amongst the fog. Inquire with Brother Stephen in the common room for screen time with the Meteor Maker. But be quick, the fog is coming. Do you have any other worldly stories? Are you a time traveler? 
a member of a secret society or cult. What about that time you were abducted? Our lines are open. Head to our Instagram page at Tall Tale Happy Hour and submit your stories now. All stories will be read on the show. The wilder, the better. And we're back. Now, um, along with the absolutely fucking insane concept of interdimensional aliens, I guess that sort of means that aliens are confirmed? <laughs> we're not alone? Do you know what I mean? Like, because you've, the things you describe, are, they're aliens, right? Yeah, you could say that. It's extraterrestrial. Yeah. That's that's a definition of, you know, yeah, well, non-terrestrial. Well, because yeah. technically, even like without that, aliens kind of are real. Like they found bacteria on rocks on outer space. Mm-hmm. Like that's a living thing that's not from Earth. Isn't that yeah, an that, alien? That's non-terrestrial, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like yeah, technically. Yeah. They're boring aliens, Tyron. <laughs> yeah, but Brandon, what if they're just hiding? What if they're, they're just literally... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, well, do you want alien bacteria on your skin? I'll take it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I'll be, um, Mary for the aliens to birth Jesus. I'll, I'll take that blow. I go. saw a, I saw a photo today on Instagram that I'm using as evidence of a chimp, um, giving birth what? to an, to an alien, and the father was an alien. Therefore, like. <laughs> No, think about it. All right, no, wait. Okay, we're spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) If an alien and a chimp mate, doesn't that seem a lot like a person, right? Smooth, ape What do aliens look like? Sure. Yeah, but then it's compatible, I guess. Yeah, sure. But what if they don't reproduce? Like, is is the ape the female or is the alien? Does it have to be a female if well, it's an alien? Here it does. Like on Earth, it does. Yeah, but they have Your superpowers. Birth. Well, I think what you could do is just get like a computer, like AI program, and like put the alien face and the chimp face <laughs> together. Exactly. <laughs> see, see what the AI, AI does with it. You know? And then Bill Gates pops out, and then that's yeah. the answer to everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're never heard from again. Yeah, we never existed. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I really do want to know though. Aliens aside, um, the yeah, interdimensional chimp monkey alien people aside, um, the other big thing I guess would be ghosts, right? Um, mm-hmm. have you ever had any experiences with things like um spirits or ghosts with the Gansfeld? Um, so I have like sporadic little stories here and there. Um, the first time I ever tried the Gansfeld experiment, um, I was also on LSD. Um, so the first time I ever tried it, I was about two or three minutes into it and I felt someone walking past me. I was like laying on the couch. I felt someone walking by. And then when my session was over, John was there. Um, and I asked John, I was like, Hey, were you just walking past when I was doing that? And he said, no, I was sitting right here. So he was sitting on the other side of the living room when I was going on. Um, so, 
So there's that experience. Um, I've heard uh, voices. I've heard people talking um, in the white noise. And the weird thing is that you'll hear it in your left ear and then you'll hear it in your right ear. Oh, so like a panning effect. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that instance. There was also, um, if you check out episode three of my podcast, there is a incident with a dog. Uh, so I was at a friend's house and she, um, she had a pet uh, dog that had recently passed. Um, so we were, we were doing the same kind of thing. We we're doing the Gansfeld experience. She was a uh, guest on the, on the podcast. So, um, and I, I just, I gave her the prompt. I was like, yeah, just give me something um, while I'm doing the Gansfeld to, to try to cue in on. Um, so I started focusing and then all of a sudden I felt like this depression in the bed. So enough depression to kind of like make me lean to one side. Oh, well. And, yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh, I was like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then when the session has concluded, I was like, oh man, I felt this weird thing on the bed. Like something was like stepping on the bed and then walking on the bed. Um, and she was like, yeah, I was, I was sending you the image of Lucky, which was her dog. Actually oh, kind of wholesome. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's yeah, really it was, wholesome. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Would uh, would you describe that as a bleed through effect? It's possible if if Lucky had passed on to like a different, um, you know, uh, existence. Uh, his his uh, spirit or personality probably bled through yeah. to our reality. Have you had any um other bleed through effects? You could say um you know without. Well, not doing the Gensfeld effect. Um, not particularly in my my um, my everyday life. There was, um, I I've had like astral projection experiences and lucid dreaming and stuff like that. Of I haven't really encountered any um anything like that. I I had some um sleep paralysis when I was a kid but other than that I haven't really experienced anything like that okay that's that's yeah that's very interesting um did you have any more sorry did you have any more ghost experiences or was was lucky the last one that was that was the last one for me um but my friend uh Kato she we did experiment in her apartment and she has a little bit more of like a natural sensitivity anyway. Um, but we had her try it and she saw a, a Victorian era woman just in her apartment. Oh, that's Fuck oh, that. scary. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Why is that's, this always yeah. no, no, that's no, 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 Why don't no, you no. ever see someone in like jeggings and an LMFAO shirt or something? You know? <laughs> it's all it's always some like it's never like oh the the guy who used to run the coffee club down the road haunts my apartment. No, it's always like Colonel Mustard from the Civil yeah. War is the one in my fucking apartment. <laughs> He's marching around with his musket trying to shoot the walls or something. Did they all make a pact back then to just freak people the fuck out? 
Yeah, like, and they're just so, they, like, all the, like, representations of them are always so scary. Mm, they're never yeah. portrayed as friendly. <laughs> they're always just portrayed as these big, just, like, powerful figures. Oh, I hate it. Well, they look scary back then anyways with all those... Red Dead Brills and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you could also argue that the occult was very popular in that time as well. They were doing, like, seances and things like that. I reckon it's, like, I don't know if it was... Uh, that's obviously probably died off out of the mainstream a bit. Do you reckon it's less popular now? Seances? The um, occult. Yeah, actually, no, like, yeah, the occult in general. No. People are into some pretty wacky things. I don't know if you've Mate. been on, like, the bad side of TikTok. <laughs> There's Freemason TikTok. Mm. There's witch TikTok. Holy shit. Yeah. Know. If you There's look up, I'm telling TikTok. you now, everyone knows of the Freemasons. They're literally... Mm. Like, I guess you can, do you call them a cult or do you call them like a secret society? Either way, you look up anywhere, just type in nearest Freemason Lodge and it'll come up and I guarantee you it's within five kilometers or a couple miles. They're not secret. It's not a secret thing. They they, they don't claim to do any wacky. I mean, no one does, to be fair. I can't (laughs) rule my point. No one's going to tell you they're doing wacky shit. (laughs) <laughs> they, they say the Freemasons are one of the lowest in the order of secret societies, I believe. Mm. You've That's got the Order of the Dragon, Order of the Snake. Oh, yeah, what Golden Bond. Yeah, yeah. When we um, did our Roswell podcast, what, are Majestic some of the ones we, what were some of the names we came up with for some of the cults we found? Like the alien cult? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, I'll go find it real quick. I'll let you know what I found because <laughs> there's some really funny stuff in there. There really was. But yeah, I mean, you can find the Freemasons everywhere. They're not very secretive in the way they conduct themselves, at least anymore. Here we go. UFO cults. You have some of the names. Brotherhood of the Seven Rays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not secret if we know about it. No. Ashtar Galactic Command. That's my favorite one because they claim there's like a like a full space society out there. <laughs> Everyone knows Heaven's Gate. Oh yeah. Um, this is my favorite name of any cult I've ever heard. Is the Industrial Church of the New World Comforter? What? The <laughs> it sounds like a really shitty furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like one you'd find in the middle of a back alley that is definitely a front for some. <laughs> Yeah, it's got vintage stuff, but there's like a little sus rip at the side of it on a mattress. Yeah, there's always yeah. like five guys in suits in there trying to <laughs> stick your hand in there. You pull out bundles of hundreds. <laughs> yeah. I did have one question, James. Mm-hmm. What is like, I don't know, I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but what's like the wackiest experience you've had? Oh, I, I know that right away. Uh, so. This was a couple of years ago. Um, I was again doing the, the Gansfeld, um, and I was I was on psychedelics, um, and I was you know, about three or four mi- uh, minutes into the session. I was just just relaxing myself and trying to get into the to the mindset. Um, and then what I was trying to do, my mission that time was was seeking out knowledge. So I had that in my mind and then I was kind of pushing the boundaries a little bit mentally. I was pushing a little bit, a little further out. Um, and then when I, I kind of relaxed and let, let my mind go 
wander. Um, then all of a sudden I was face to face with this like um, uh, what looked like a Baphomet face, but it was it was a goat with horns, but everything oh. <laughs> the whole face was covered in eyes and the horns were covered in eyes. Oh boy, no. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. How are you saying? After seeing stuff like that, it, it was it was devastating. Afterwards, it was so. Yeah, I imagine that's terrifying. It was it was fucking terrifying. Yeah. So and it and it spoke to me telepathically, um, and it it said it said I am the god of knowledge, and I was uh, like, oh, okay, uh, and I just didn't know what to ask. <laughs> Could ask anything. <laughs> yeah and then it, it just looked at me like just standing there waiting you know like you know what's up <laughs> what's bro? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so of course i i was i i reached up and i just yanked the headphones off and i i tore off the ping pong balls and i sat straight up and i freaked freaked out yeah didn't you sleep know. for about a month <laughs> yeah is it a is it a quick um transition from that yeah, if you're if you're you have the uh, ability, if you're not sucked in too much, you're you're able to move your arms and you're, you move around. So you can just you just cut the cord. You just yeah. take the headphones off. You cut the transmission. Okay. Um, that that would be like your uh, safety feature if you're doing this. Um, if you get too scared, too freaked out, just take the headphones off. Just take everything off. And can um, people it. notice when like shit's starting to go wrong? I guess. Like for that people that like say if someone's on that like you're flying on a bed doing it or whatever and someone's watching you, can the can the person in the room know? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you you um like to talk through your experiences on your podcast. I mean, I guess that could be a helpful indicator. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I you could check it out for sure. Yeah, stuff seems wacky. <laughs> <laughs> I find that that talking. Uh, the whole time and just describing out loud what I'm seeing helps to keep me grounded. I'm like one foot in one foot out. Yeah. Um, so I don't float away too much. Like with, with the, uh, the goat head experience, I was, I wasn't saying anything. I was just laying there experiencing it. So I was definitely not in charge uh, at one point, you know, but mm-hmm. I was, a, I had enough um, agency to be able to cut that session yeah. So that is fucking awful. I, hate I mean, that. that sounds super <laughs> biblical. I just hate <laughs> yeah. how everything sounds exactly like Lovecraft. I just hate yeah. that so much. That that scares me to no end. Oh yeah, it's very Lovecraftian. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask, James? <laughs> um, are you are you a religious person by any means? No. Um, I was, uh, you know, raised Protestant, but. Um, I don't really protect, practice religion at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you had any, um, indications of real life influence projected into the Gansfeld? Um, what do you mean exactly? I mean, um, I guess you could explain your upbringing, sort of familiarizing you with those Baphomet-like goat creatures and the whole satanic symbolism of goats and stuff like that 
as an indication of influence um, into I, your, like, what well, you view? Has that's, there been well, that's like what that? I... I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I took it as at first. I was like, I saw when it started to form, it was like a goat face with horns and then I got scared, but then the eyeballs came and I was like, okay, maybe it's not satanic. Maybe mm. it's just weird, you know, but that's why I backed out of it. Cause I was just terrified, you know, yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, even with like boats and um, rams heads and all that, they never not always satanic i know they're used a lot in a lot of different cultures to mean different things mm. for sure i mean if you look at some pagan stuff you some people would call that satanic or yeah that's what i was going to bring up a lot of their gods are portrayed as all like the people that represent the gods are um goat mm. really mm, or deer or just some sort of oh does just no just remind me of when deers get wasting disease have you seen that mm. And they start going all out of whack. Uh, yeah, that's really. I mean, you don't really want to be thinking of that sort of stuff as you, you know. <laughs> no, with the you ping have pong to balls go on. into it with like a positive attitude. Like, say, if you're like pretty, I don't know, say, very depressed, for example, would that affect it? Um, it's possible. It's possible mm. that your your emotions can affect the uh, the session. Um, it. it it might be just because like you're you're drawing negative energy toward you if yeah. you're if you're depressed you're not feeling good um well, surely I'd, you I'd just throw on a oh sorry to interrupt surely you just throw on like a teletubbies dvd or something prior <laughs> to it <laughs> yeah i mean if, if you meditate and you kind of deal with um some of the uh, like uh, depressive feelings before you go into it um as much as you can of course um that will help um, if you do some sort of ritual before you do the Gansfeld, that also helps, you know, using incense and kind of like, your eyes, yeah, yeah, get like a, a positive mind state before yeah. you get into it. Yeah. Just something that's not just weighing you down or bringing you down or whatever. Yeah. And also like, I would suggest people have, if you're going to do it and if you're going to go as deep as I do, um, have some sage on hand, um, it sounds witchy, it sounds wacky, but it's it's really helpful because I did that during our John's deep dive in episode four. And he was talking about how these these things are getting aggressive and they're getting in his face. So I lit, lit up the, the smudge stick, the sage, and I started like just blowing it around the room and they backed off. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're willing to take um, things like remote viewing and that on board, I don't think you can really discount sage <laughs> just trying everything <laughs> at that point yeah <laughs> yeah just have it with you have it on standby um because yeah, yeah. some crystals in the room yeah <laughs> some lapis lazuli <laughs> actually back to teletubbies that'd probably freak you the fuck out i wouldn't watch that before tripping yeah no nah, don't do that yeah All right. well then you also get like those like horror teletubby thing oh it's, uh... Sc- uh, t- scary tubbies or something <laughs> Yeah, I think they call creepy it. past the Teletubbies or whatever. It's a strange thing to show to a child. I don't understand why. It's always been creepy. I don't get it. The baby is the sun. Get the fuck out of here with that. That's what I imagine. No you kid would wants see to see that. Tripping on LSD. That's what I imagine. It probably a whole dimension out there that's just Teletubby themed. No, yeah. how it works. No, what I always thought is like if you did, you know Majora's Mask, Zelda. Yeah. You know the, have you seen the moon? 
Mm. Oh, the purple thing. Hang on, I'll show you. I'll send the link. Uh, image. I haven't played that game. I haven't played it in years, but the moon is fucking terrifying. Like, well, I, I know really that this is awful. The creators of Yo Gabba Gabba, that kid's show, were high on psychedelics coming up with it. And it makes total fucking sense. Like, I can see that. Yo Gabba Gabba, yeah. I'll just send the link to the, um, just a photo. Um, Is that? It's just, it's just an image. Yeah. I actually, actually. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, nah. (laughs) I don't want to look at that. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know. That's in a children's know. game. Yeah, probably the same situation. But yeah, no, I totally, I get that with the sage stick. Um, That mm-hmm. makes total sense. Yeah. Are there any other sort of safeguards that you, you do? Um, I usually do like uh, Palo Santo or like Sandalwood County before I start. I light incense before I even start the uh, session. That's what I started doing now um, because of the the instance that happened with with John um, seeing all these these negative um, entities, which is weird because he he saw all kinds. There wasn't just like bad ones. There was ones that were shy. There was ones that would if he if he spoke about them out loud, they would get right in his face and get really aggressive as anyone yeah. would if you were like talking about them out loud too though <laughs> yeah it like, just about? sounds like real life you're just talking shit about people there well, what are you talking about evil yeah. <laughs> yeah some of some of them are curious some of them like if you talked about them some of them will just run away how they would you describe they look what's that how would I, I haven't listened to the episode but how do they describe as they looked like how do they look um some were um fractally uh, squid-like entities um there was a green blob at some point there was there was all kinds of, yeah, I, it's a yeah, lot. i'll have to listen to it yeah, uh, for sure. yeah there was uh and at one point here's something we didn't discuss yet was at one point he saw a what he described as a bear but it wasn't a bear it was a man like with a bear's head and i was like okay so in episode five, we, we break down that the episode four session. And then I, I showed him a picture of a uh, Native American shaman. Um, and I was like, did it look like this? And he said, yeah, exactly like that. Oh so my God. I, yeah, I get, I get Wendigo. Yeah. I get Wendigo skinwalker vibes heavily yeah. from that. Yeah. It could be skinwalker. Yeah. Of course, we live we live in America, so you know Native Americans used to to roam the land. So, mm. yeah, terrifying. Um, now, have you had any um, other notable experiences that you could possibly share with us at all? Yeah, yeah. There was um, there was a, a birthday party experience that I that I had. So. Um, I thought it was a good idea to like have a party, take psychedelics and just share this with everybody in the room. Um, It was not a good idea. (laughs) Uh (laughs) 
<laughs> it, it was not. Um, so how like John and I have talked about this, and I, I think that the conclusion we came to is that we when when John and I are doing it, um, we are watching the entire time. So we, we are observing the whole time. So if something tries to slip in, something that's not wanted, um, we'll see it right away. Okay. okay. But if you're having a party, no one's paying attention because everybody's hanging out and chilling. Um, and I think something was able to, to slip in. Um, and I have a friend of mine who was kind of sensitive to these things. And I think it uh, took over him and, and started making him like be aggressive and, and fight with people um which is what happened he, he became like argumentative and his personality changed um and like i was i was gonna reach out to to john the next day and i thought about it and i was like i'm gonna i was like i'm gonna tell john that our friend possibly got possessed but then i was like nah that's stupid that's a that's a dumb thing to say that's that's dumb and then John texted me. He's like, yo, I think there was like something paranormal going on last night. I think there was like some sort of possession. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's so creepy. That's <laughs> is is yeah, the so, person okay? Are they still possessed or? <laughs> no, no, they're, they're fine now. No, yeah. he, he, he got through it and, and he was okay. He's Did he um, like feel anything? Like have he, has he described any experiences? Or they, um, sorry, I should say. He he, 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 <laughs> he described it he was he described it as he had he had no memory of the situation um he, he all he knew is that like towards the end there there was like an altercation um but that's all he remembers really um so i mean if, after that happened everybody left and i think the the uh the entity left as well because there's you know nobody to play with anymore so i think it just kind of went away terrifying yeah um but that also that night i had an uh, another experience which i'll i'll get into um so i did the it was my turn to do the gansfeld um and i i put it on and i was in it for a few minutes um and i was i was like transported to this like weird um it looked like kind of like vr land where everything was kind of uh oh no these vertical yeah and horizontal lines everywhere and i could see my hands and my hands were like these vertical lines i was like whoa this is cool this is kind of like a vr thing yeah (laughs) and then what and then there was like this square that appeared in front of me and it was like this this membrane and I reached out and I touched it. And then when I touched it, I was like transported to a different place. Um, and then this new place I was in, um, I got this like really warm feeling like emotional warm, not, not physical warm, but emotional warmth. And there was millions and millions of people all around me, but I couldn't see them but they were there and they were inviting me in and they were like, Oh, we're so happy you're here. And um, we're just so excited that you're with us. And, and it was a very loving vibe. Mm. And then 
I thought to myself, okay, I was like, this is too much like death. This feels like sounds a lot like, like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is like mm. heaven. And I'm like, I'm not ready to go yet. So I had to pull back and I was like, ah, dude. And it was like, but it was so warm and it was so like, it was like being in a warm bed and everybody loves you. But I was like, no, nah, I, I can't stay here because I'll, I'll die. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't really want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember I had an, I remember I had an, a borderline ex- existential crisis when I looked up on Reddit. Uh, people that have died, what are their experiences like? Near death experiences are. Um, if you no, like people that have died and come back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah nah, yeah. they all describe it the exact same. Mm-hmm. Literally everything. It's it's like the most pure thing they've ever felt. Like there's just there's no like there's no pain. There's just nothing. Yeah. And they describe it as this void that they just want to get back to after the fact. And then when they come back, they feel like they're just stuck in their own skin. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's fucking creepy. I don't know what that is. I can only sort of think of it as like just the DMT going through your brain. (laughs) But they like they don't they they don't see anything. They just describe it as just nothing, but it's still like you feel like you're in a massive room. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, it it gives me the creeps. Is is that similar to what you experienced, James? Yeah, it was, it, there was like, it wasn't, um, yeah, like I said, it was a massive room. There was, I couldn't see any people, but I knew they were there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what pe- people say. Like, they just, they know there's people around, but they can't see them. Yeah, and, and everybody just feels was warm and, oh. Yeah, everybody was super excited that I was there. And I, I felt like this, you know, like no judgment. There was, there was total acceptance. Um and that that's what freaked me out. I was like, this is too much like death. And I gotta, I gotta cut this off right now. You know, smart decision. <laughs> <laughs> After a minute, it starts to feel too good. You know, like yeah. it starts to, it's like, mm, like yeah, yeah, maybe it's a bit early. <laughs> I don't want to do this yet. Yeah, maybe I'll couple. stay for dinner. Mom's doing spaghetti tonight. If that was the case, I'd be there. Um, but I remember listening to an Arbel episode about near-death experiences and people explaining this, and um, there were a few people that would occasionally say that close to death, um, you would be, they would, the people dying would begin to see um, figures of people that they knew that they didn't know. And I just thought it was fascinating because it's sort of almost like a another dimension being overlaid on top of your perception in a way mm. sure yeah. what I mean, what just gets me with it is that everyone describes it almost identical yeah yeah that's the weird part you don't hear like you'll hear about some outliers where like you hear about the guy that goes on the news who says he met the devil or whatever i was just about to say the 3 a.m <laughs> youtube rabbit hole people yeah. that you find but, oh, like if, you, if you like yeah if you listen to actual like... people talk about it that aren't trying to make money off it it's yeah. all really similar, and that's so scary. <laughs> I mean, hey guys, I, I guess we'll find out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not happening to me. Nah, not you though. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask about one thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say, what's like the coolest? Like, I know it's a bit of a loose ah. term, but like. I guess the most, uh, I don't know if pleasing is the word, like your kid, your inner child would have loved it. <laughs> um, with Gansville? 
Yeah, I just of like anything you've experienced. Um, yeah, most of this stuff uh, is is like pretty mind blowing and <laughs> it's just aggressive and strange. Um, but I, I guess to 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 speak to that, I would say I've always enjoyed like psychic ability and, and like just reading about it, researching it, um, and like the more and more like I experiment, the more and more I find that it's, that it's real. Um, so just watching someone, um, psychically view inside an envelope is, is just makes me absolutely giddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, it, 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 um, it kind of, uh, it makes it real, you know, um, cause there is so much, uh, skepticism, um, surrounding like psychic ability, um, and for good reason, some people just try to take advantage and just take your money. Um, or some people just want attention, but, um, I've given John targets that are not Venus. Like I've given him just like, um, a page of a magazine and I put it in an envelope and I hand it to him and he is able to psychically view what's inside the envelope. Um, and when he, when he hits it, hits the nail on the head i'm like i get really ecstatic and i you know it's fun for me you know how couldn't you that's amazing yeah, yeah it's 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 really exciting because there, there was one target i gave to him that was just a practice target it wasn't like you know a planet dying or people you know being <laughs> blown up in a nuclear explosion um so this target was a it was a sailboat so he, when I handed him the target and he started doing the session, of course, he, he has no idea what this is. He's blind to the target. And that's the key to success right there. Um, so he started saying like, he's like, oh, I'm seeing ropes. He's like, I'm seeing like eh, possibly garland or, or something. And he's like, oh, there's a man there, but he's obstructed by something. And I can't really tell what's there. And he's like, I'm seeing like this, canvas and he's like i'm getting this like caribbean vibe i'm getting this feel of that and you know so we i took the picture out of the envelope when the session is concluded so he could get feedback um and what he saw was a, a man standing on a boat and there was a woman in front of him just kind of like sitting in front of his uh his like legs and there was uh ropes coming down from the sailboat so it was like one of those um, you know, larger recreational boats uh, that has like the ropes that you can pull and change the sails and things like that. And it and on the um, the magazine page and at the bottom it says "Welcome to the Caribbean." Yeah, um, yeah, he he nailed he nailed that session. That was that was really good. Um, which want to try it, but <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, I'm too scared. I don't, I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet no goat knowledge bringer or whatever on her yeah <laughs> it, look it sounds so cool like it really yeah. does sound so cool yeah and it's 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 pretty low tech anybody could do it you know yeah. you just have to get a, a red light ping pong ball and some white noise i just feel like i'll have an existential crisis <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll join a cult i know it. i know a hundred percent i'll join a cult after the fact <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm probably already in a cult without knowing, but it just feels like um, it's like it's almost something that we shouldn't have access to, um, and that makes it so so much more special to me. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So some uh, some pro tips here are when you do the Gansfeld experiment, don't try to don't try to see something. Um, let your mind wander. Mm. I mean, for the first five minutes or so, you'll probably just be relaxing into it and getting used to it. Um, but when you when you're constantly focusing with your conscious mind and you're you're trying to manifest something, nothing's going to happen. Of course, it's when you yeah, it's when you relax and you just kind of let your mind go. That's when things can come to you. So don't try to force knowledge or don't try to grab something. Just let it wash over you. And then you'll, you'll be able to experience something. And it's not always visual. You know, sometimes it's auditory. Sometimes it's you. And sometimes it's, it's just a mental perception. Or secret use. Ford Secret Use Burt Ford Secret Use Tonight we go live with a man who claims to have been in contact with uh, an alien flying saucer. Here is Frank on the line. Frank, are you are you with us? Yeah. Now, sir, we take it that you believe you were visited by an unidentified flying object. Is that correct? I wasn't just contacted, Bert. I was abducted and forced to perform evil deeds for their alien overlords. Well, Frank, can you tell us how it happened? Say it's about 9, 9.30. I was out in my yard burning trash when I spotted something shiny in the sky. What was it, Frank? I don't know, but it must have spotted me too, because it came shooting over quicker than anything I ever seen. This thing was all futuristic and fleshy looking. Looked like one of them robot vacuum cleaners you get at Walmart. Like a Roomba? Yeah, the Roomba. My God. Anyways, I grabbed my gun and done started screaming at it when all of a sudden a bright light surrounded me. I was flying, Bert. I was in and out of consciousness from that point on. I remember catching a glimpse aboard that ship once or twice. And what did you see on board? Little green men. Little green men? Yeah, you know, sort of like Muppets, but if they were like from Puerto Rico or something. Fascinating. Next thing I remember, I woke up buck naked in an Applebee's with a Glock 19, asking them why they don't have no apples or bees in the whole damn store. Now, you have a good point, Frank, but... Do you believe that this was another instance of aliens possessing humans to answer their earthly questions? Ain't no doubt in my mind, Bert. Well, well, how did you get home? I just remember coming to in my yard again. Haven't been contacted since. What sort of trash were you burning in your yard, Frank? I burned a bunch of them aerosol bug spray cans my wife buys from the store. Aerosol's the devil, you see. Indeed. Thanks for calling, Frank. Yup. Burt Ford, Secret News, bringing you the news they don't want you to hear. So, James, last question I want to ask. Is there any is there any sort of end game event or thing that you really want to experience or see 
in your, I guess you could call it, career of um, experiencing the Gansfeld effect or remote viewing in general? Um, what I, what I really would like to do is, is, uh, remote view, uh, future technology. Um, that's what I want to start getting into. Like what, what do we, what's a teleportation device look like? And, you know, what are we doing in the year, you know, 3,020. <laughs> yeah. Get a head start. Get your billion yeah. dollar idea, Bruin. Yeah. <laughs> and I also just like future tech. And also, I just want to see how, how deep the rabbit hole goes, you know, like I want to go a little bit deeper as much as my, my mind can handle, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I think you've done pretty well so far. <laughs> further than I would. Yeah. And uh, just, I just want to, I'd like to do like some dimensional cartography, like just, figure out how many dimensions there are and like what is possible and just like just correlate all this stuff and put it together in like a book so to share it with everybody you know i would buy that book in a heartbeat that would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much james we really look forward to um hopefully a book (laughs) um yeah for sure it's been great (laughs) and terrifying at the same time talking to you today i don't know if i'm asleep tonight eh? (laughs) yeah um but no if you have anything you want to plug feel free to um give some time to promote your podcast or whatever you're working on right now sure sure yeah i'd say the best place is uh check out my podcast you'll you'll hear all the episodes um we're on spotify google podcast apple podcast stitcher um and you can also check out my instagram where i do occasionally i'll do like instagram lives and i'll do gansfeld session on the on the live session um so if you just go to instagram and, and check out uh gansfeld files podcast um you'll see me there there's some videos and um so past live sessions i've done are up on my instagram page so if you want to check those out too no thank you so much this was an amazing episode yeah we really enjoyed it um yeah that was a lot of fun yeah are you guys gonna try the ganswald effect at some point i do Uh... i don't (laughs) (laughs) that's cool don't they do but (laughs) yeah no pressure just uh if you want to, but. it's like there's just some things I feel like I shouldn't experience, but everyone <laughs> should, and like, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would no, love to. It would it'd be fun, but like I'm just scared. Yeah, I can't play phasmophobia. I don't think I could meet a goat with a hundred <laughs> eyes staring at me. <laughs> it is terrifying. So I mean, yeah, if you like, do, let me know because it'll make for good podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess I will. Like now, I go. Instead of a red light, I'll just get my flashlight on my eyes. Yeah, I'll stand above you and shine it into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Better yeah, just stare into the sun. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Have you done yeah. any like uh, investigations or like you know um, ghost hunts or anything like that? Speaking um, of that, Brandon just organized an expedition to go to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> um, that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah. Um, one thing we'd love to do is um, try and get over to the states and do a bigfoot hunt. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, even yeah, just yeah. for the fun of it. Um, yeah, 
I've done yeah. a few. Um, I've done. I've done a few like um ghost tours. I guess you could call them of like supposedly haunted places. Um, I've done asylums. I've done jails. I'm still a bit skeptical though. <laughs> I haven't really yeah. had any ghost experiences to support it. Yeah. But yeah. Fun. Yeah. Mm hmm. Have you? That's a good time. I I haven't done any ghost hunts or anything like that. I mean, I would I would like to take the Gansfeld to like a haunted location and see what I see. I'm also kind of scared of doing that, but I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you really? I love that you're dedicated. I really do. But like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm line. fine. Are uh, you doing I mean... it for money? Are you a hostage? <laughs> <laughs> The okay, Russians, ultra part two, yeah. 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 The Russians are making me do it. Um, no, I think it's, uh, I just, I'm fascinated and uh, I just, I have a thirst for knowledge. I just want to know what's up. Why not? Yeah. I that. Yeah. I guess that's why we're, we've got our shows, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think that, like, so I used to do it without the podcast. I didn't have the podcast a while ago. Oh, and I was yeah, just of course. Doing it. And I think that, I would have these really strange experiences and then I would just go home and I'm like, well, I got to work on Monday. Um, mm. What do I do with this information? But having the podcast, it, it's an outlet, you know, it, it helps me to kind of ground myself to, to talk about all these things, you know? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. in our circumstances, I think it was a mixture of, um, you know, the things you just look up and find out and wanting to just, talk about it and having a platform to sort of do that and record it at the same time mm -hmm. yeah there you go because we, we, yeah. we were always just talking about it regardless of if we're on the podcast or not the things like we would talk about would be the same thing we were already talking about on the podcast yeah so um we're just like oh let's just have fun with involved. It. yeah yeah i know for go. me it's um it's also a way to remember things that i learn because I'm, I'm, my memory's shocking. So if I can sort of record it, I can always go back and listen yeah. to it in the future. Yeah. And the thing with me too is like, I'll, I'll list, I listen to a lot of paranormal podcasts and I'm like, like, okay, let's take this thing that this person talked about and let's try to remote view it and see if we get the same thing. You know? Oh, yeah. That you would see be Bigfoot, incredible. please let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure he is. yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> Snitch. Put that in an envelope, yeah. yeah. Definitely have to do that. Oh, I actually saw something really funny about Bigfoot the other day. The The locations for where Bigfoot's, like, been sighted is the mm -hmm. same amount of locations for the most common people to own fursuits in America. <laughs> it's like a hot map. <laughs> As in, like, furries. Yeah. Weird. Confirmed. Bigfoot's a furry. <laughs> Tell you how I feel